0: Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into to another edition of Sox on Tap. I am Johnny Nine, joined today by my guy, NWI Steve, and we are breaking down a White Sox 10-3 winner over the Pirates uh, to complete a short two-game sweep uh, in this midweek series here. Uh, we're going to get to all the scoring plays that happened here, uh, some of the pitching that went down. Uh, but before we do any of that, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs, following us on Twitter. At On Tap Sportsnet and at Socks On Tap. So, Steve, uh, without further ado, how you doing, buddy? Hey, yo, Johnny, doing real good, man. Got a new streak going here. That's two in a row, baby. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're starting the new streak. Uh, you know, uh, when we do our picks to click for all these, uh, Tony, we all kind of picked uh, regular ones like we normally do on uh, for Tuesday's game, and Tony went and picked Yomer, the uh, minor league signing uh, out there because he said someone had to do that because that's when we start a new win streak. So whatever it is, the Sox untap, Juju, either way um, I think also plays into the uh, White Sox slaying some bums, uh, which you're going to get into a little bit here too. Um, obviously the Pirates, the uh, weakest team in baseball here, but you got to take care of those teams. White Sox did that today. Um, obviously a lot of adrenaline after last night's uh, no hitter by Lucas Giolito, but the bats came to play today, Steve.
1: Yeah, they did, and, and this is something that um, you always want to see after an emotional game like we saw on Tuesday with Giolito throwing the no-hitter. Sometimes teams can come out after a highly charged, adrenaline-filled game like that, come out a little flat, especially day game after a night game. And it was very nice to see that this did not happen today. Um, you know, the team came out there and, you know, I, I told Tony when he and I recorded last night, I thought they were going to put up a crooked number in the third or the fourth inning. They jumped the gun on us a little bit here, putting up <laughs> that spot in the second inning here today, but uh, kind of got, got things up and rolling here and, you know, they just kept going and, you know, in the end, Tony was right. You know, he said he thought they were going to go to double digits on him here today. And they did that. And it was great to see.
0: Yeah, it was great to see. Uh, Like you had mentioned, scoring got going early, second inning for this one. So, yes, jumping the gun uh, on you guys a little bit. But um, how how that went down was Luis Robert, uh, sack fly to open the scoring here. Uh, Nomar Bazzara, RBI single. Yes, sure, it was a little bit opposite way, but it was a little more to center field. Um, Nice to see him uh, look like he's driving the ball a little more, not just slapping it through the left side um, against the shift. Um, And then Danny Mendick uh, hit a two-run bomb uh, in that inning. So, uh, initial thoughts here.
1: Danny Mendick just
0: continuing to have some good quality professional at bats, um,
1: hitting an opposite field home run. You really like to see that Uh, Luis Robert. Look, you know, he's a guy, he makes a lot of highlight, you know, with his, you know, high exit velocity. Um, You know, he's a stat cast darling. And, you know, seemingly if he's not doing that, you kind of get the opposite end of the spectrum where he has, you know, a game like Sunday against U Darvish, where he gets the golden sombrero. Nice yeah. to see him execute in in a nice um, in a in a situation there with some nice timely, you know, execution there, hitting getting a sack fly to get the scoring run uh, started there and and have a nice productive out. So that's you know, I think that's a nice good quality progression for for him here as he's, you know, beginning, you know, still in the very beginning stages of his major league career here. So that I was really encouraged to see that at bat.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely there, Steve. Uh, You like to see that from Robert, and and I talked a little bit. I know we did separate shows last night uh, since it was a a lot to get to um, from the no-hitter last night, but on the show that I was talking with Buzz, I said, I want to see a combination of manufacturing and home runs today. Now, obviously, the majority uh, was via the home run, the long ball today, but um, that that initial get-going was um, manufactured uh, with the sack fly, and it was nice to see a guy like Robert uh, doing that. And, And he wasn't completely off the stat cast uh, today, I will say because he had an out later in the game that was absolutely smoked uh, right over the pitcher's side. Just ended up being right at the second baseman, so he still did, uh, did you know, crack that uh, one of those top spots uh, w- with the little heat fire emojis uh, on the baseball savant today. But um, going back to Mendick here in this one. Um, uh, we got to acknowledge the power of the kicks, man. Um, summer of George, summer of kicks. Uh, our guy at OnTap Sports that does content for us, uh, design those. Uh, they've been getting a lot of airtime frequently, and um, I like to think that the kicks helped that ball go that extra little distance. Uh, I know it was a Polanco out there uh, that it kind of rang off his glove, uh, and when his elbow hit the fence, uh, that's what caused to propel over. But I-, I like to believe that it was the kicks uh, that gave it that little extra oomph that it needed. So uh, moving on in the fourth inning, uh, Edwin absolutely demolishes a solo shot to left. Um, Always fun seeing that. Looked like he was going to hit the Dan Ryan off the bat. Uh, Eloy follows up in the fifth inning with a three run blast of his own. Um, And at that point, you know, you didn't have any concern about the ankle, but he did exit this game uh, in the seventh inning. I know they were up big, but he did come to first base after a single and he kind of hobbled a little bit. So that's just something to keep an eye on news wise here. I didn't see too much from beat reporter. I think it was just more standard. They're going to bring the angle in anyway to close down the game, but I just figured I'd mention that. Um, uh, Pirates got on the board in the six. uh, Thanks to a bunch of Dallas Keuchel walks and Then uh, Jacob Stallings at a two RBI single, uh, but Keuchel was able to, uh, limit that to just two there Um, and then Abreu uh, adds two more runs for the White Sox the last two of the day two run bomb in the seventh inning and then uh, Zach Brady came in he allowed a home run uh, to Eric Gonzalez in the eighth but that was it Uh, it was 10-3 that was all the scoring today so um, other takeaways here uh, from the offense
1: yeah so a couple of things there Um, Eloy just that easy opposite field power I mean my god this guy is just going to be an absolute monster here we are 31 games into the season already here. He's got 10 home runs, and I'm calling this right now, and I've I've talked about this, and I've tweeted about this. Old takes exposed. Be ready for this one because Eloy Jimenez is going to be the first White Sox player to ever hit 50 home runs in a season. I feel it in my loins. It's going to happen. Look, that power going the opposite way, that is just easy stuff right there. Um, you know, you talked about Edwin. I mean, that ball, my God, as soon as that thing came off the bat, you know, it's very fortunate that there was nobody in the stands because that could have inflicted some serious bodily harm on someone had they been in the bleachers here this afternoon, um, you know, earlier today. Um, you know, the, the other thing that, you know, not really going to show up in the box score, as far as your know, scoring plays, I was very encouraged to see the at-bats from Yoan Mankata today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, you know, he had a couple of doubles in there today. Um. He just he he has not looked like himself for the last you know ten ten days to two weeks. That's been very well documented. Um they've they've discussed ad nauseum, the fact that he, he's had some kind of lower body. or you know in, in classic hockey parlance, he's yes. got the he's got a lower body um you know going on there. So whatever whatever that means. But he looked and even Stonen commented on this, he looked like he had his legs and he had his foundation underneath him here today and like he was able to drive the ball a little bit more. So hopefully the off days um here are going to do him some good and you know he's got another one coming up tomorrow here so hopefully he is responsible gets some R&R and comes out here ready for Kansas City this weekend because you know look we got some more three more bums on the schedule here this weekend let's go out let's slay these bad boys here and let's go into Minnesota riding high um and then on the pitching side of it you know Dallas Keuchel you know he did what Dallas Keuchel normally does he went out there was pounding the strike zone effectively early in this game, ran out of some ran out of steam there in, in the sixth inning, and I think that may just be a little bit of residual impact from throwing the 114 pitches uh, this past Friday in, in that game against the Cubs. So you know sometimes you see that manifest itself a little bit the next start, and and it was just a scenario where you know what might have just had a little bit of a dead arm there in that sixth inning. Nothing really to be overly concerned about. The game was well in hand at that point, so. You know, the fact that he did have those three walks, I I think that was just nothing more than him having a little bit of arm fatigue. Um, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about there, though.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. So uh, just a few comments backtracking there. Um, yes, about Mankata, I-, I agree with you. And I see the couple doubles and he did look more comfortable today, especially after Renteria, I believe, when he was asked about him today, he said, well, He's in the lineup. He's playing. That was about the extent of it when they asked about uh, what's going on with Moncada. So uh, nice to see him look comfortable there today. As for Eloy, um, this is from Tim Moran uh, on Twitter from Sox on 35th. Eloy has 41 home runs in the 151 games he's played in his career. So um, that's outstanding, and I definitely am with you there. Uh, could be the first 50 home run guy. Um, in a season in White Sox history uh, in the future. I definitely think that's a possibility. And then as for Keichel, um just additional commentary. I was watching a little bit of the post-game show on NBC Chicago, and uh, he had said that he planned to leave the ballpark uh, midway through yesterday's game, but obviously the Giolito no-hitter kept going and going and going, so he stuck around um, and said uh, you know that kind of took away from his sleep, uh, his usual routine uh, that he does. Didn't get to bed as early as he'd have liked last night, but he said it was worth it uh, to celebrate the no-hitter. So that could have been another factor, too, uh Coupled that with the 114 pitches um, like you had previously mentioned. Um, so yeah, other than that uh, bullpen uh, in this game was Cordero clean inning uh, birdie, obviously let up the home run, but he did strike out one in his inning uh, and then C check uh, his inning was clean uh, as well. Uh, and he struck out one there. So um, even if it is garbage time and it's against bums. uh, got to get your uh, self right again somewhere. Uh, so getting him in those kind of low leverage spots um, I think is the key right now. So uh, th- that's about all I have from this game. Uh, we can move on, turn our sights to the weekend. Um, and like you had mentioned, the Kansas City Royals come to town off day on Thursday, but Friday night, seven ten 10 p.m. Uh, is the scheduled start time. But looks like we're going to have some thunderstorms in the area. Uh, if Tony Twister was on this uh, show, he would tell you about all the colors coming in through the radar. Um, don't exactly have it that far in advance in front of me right now, but all it says is thunderstorm. Some of them could be severe, and it's 80% chance, so we'll see what the likelihood of getting that game in is. Uh, if not, I could, you know, see uh, them doing a double header, uh, sevening split on a Saturday, so uh, we, we will see what happens, but either way, uh, Royal starter is still to be determined at this point. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez is taking the hill uh, for the White Sox. Uh, they did announce today that uh, this weekend will be Lopez, Cease, and then TBA, which we can probably assume is Dane Dunning, although it's not a yet um as for lopez uh three and a third last time out one hit uh two earned runs two walks four strikeouts uh kind of piggybacked with uh Gio gonzalez uh, against the cubs on saturday i would not be shocked to see that again here this weekend steve
1: Yeah, not at all. I think that's probably going to be the plan here, at least initially for Ronaldo Lopez as he's continuing to build his arm strength back from the shoulder injury uh, the first week of the season here. So, the idea of piggybacking him with Gio Gonzalez, I think, makes sense because you have just such a stark contrast in the approach of the two hurlers there. You've got a right handed fireballer who's very fastball heavy. Um, You know, even though he was incorporating his slider. A little more um, in, the, in that start against the Cubs on Saturday. You transition that to a guy like Gio Gonzalez, a, a soft tossing finesse lefty at this point. That's going to be a lot of changeups and a lot of overhand curveballs. So you got some, some significant contrast there that can really mess with the timing and the eye levels of hitters. Um, so I, I think that's something that we're going to continue to see. And, you know, it, it was very successful Saturday against the Cubs. So I would think that there's a high probability that that would be successful again against a lighter hitting team in the Kansas city Royals. Um, One thing I want to circle back to Johnny, and I thought I saw this somewhere that um, the Royals had announced Danny Duffy as a starter for the game on Friday here. Um, I'm trying to go through my Twitter feed here to see if I can find that again, but I I thought I saw that earlier. And if that's the case, geez, another left-handed starter going up there against the white Sox. Sign me up for that.
0: Yeah good luck. Uh, White Sox absolutely destroying uh, lefties so far in, in, in this season, so um, it, we will look forward to that. Um, like I said, that was I was just kind of going off of what MLB.com provided, but if you saw that on Twitter, um, those guys are probably quicker to it, um, as for Royals reporters there. Um, uh, other than that, um, possibility, uh, Nick Madrigal, I, I think there's a possibility we could see him, because I think they did say that he was just a few days off, uh, and that was the report came out yesterday, so uh, possibility there, but as of right now, Mendick's hitting well enough to where um, you're not really feeling uh that absence all, all that much and that's a testament to uh what danny mendick's been able to do so um that's about all i've got uh, news wise here as we look ahead to friday night's game uh like i said rain ran a possibility 80 percent chance of it so uh we will see and we'll keep you updated from the socks on tap twitter account uh if any game is postponed uh, or rescheduled so that's it for this one um picks to click though before we uh, get into shout outs and close it down
1: Yeah, uh, so pick-to-click. So with a lefty starter on the mound, I'm going to really go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Jose Abreu. Ooh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, real tough one there. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, guys guy's been tearing it up. Um, it, it Obviously, another home run uh, tacked on today, uh, just continuing, uh, pretty much picking up where we left off uh, with the Player of the Week performance uh, last week. So um, as for me, I think I am going to go with a... Mm, Let's see. I'll, I'll go with Edwin. Uh, Gus will be in the lineup. There you go. A ready hitter uh, against Duffy if that is uh, the uh, starter for the Royals. So uh, I'd like to see another Edwin bomb. Uh, see the parrot traveling around the bases. So uh, that's it uh, for the Royals preview here. You got a shout out uh, for today's show?
1: Yeah, I do. I'd like to give my shout out to uh, Rob Hart, who um, you know is on the air for uh, WBBM here in Chicago. You can follow him at Rob Hart WBBM, and he made a tweet. Um, just about an hour ago, that really caught my attention. He was responding to um, someone basically commenting that the Sox are just, you know, patting their record against bad teams right now. And Rob responded to that, I think, with a very salient point: that the 2013 White Sox, which went 63 and 99, basically sent the Cleveland Indians to the postseason. And it's better to be the bum slayer than the bum. And for too much of the last decade. The Sox were the bum in this situation. So it's great to finally have the shoe on the other foot this time and for the Sox to be the team doing the slaying.
0: Yep, well put, Rob, and well delivered by you there, Steve. And thanks to Rob, then, for uh, inspiring the name of this episode uh, that we are calling uh, Bum Slaying. That's what we're doing here right now. Uh, I obviously did it with Tigers last week, uh, doing it with the Pirates now here, and we got the Royals coming up. So a few more bums to slay before we get to the big boys in Minnesota uh, on the upcoming schedule here. My shout-out will go uh, to the White Sox Grounds crew uh, today because they are digging up. After today's game, they were digging up both the mound and home plate uh, to give to uh, Lucas Giolito, James McCann, respectively, uh, to commemorate the no-hitter that took place last night. So I just think that's a cool gesture. Um, I'm a big fan of nostalgic uh, paraphernalia, memorabilia um and it's nice that those guys will be able to add those to their uh trophy cases shelves whatever uh they're going to keep them in but i just thought that was a cool gesture uh by the white Sox, and obviously the grounds crew will be the one doing that so uh there's my shout out for today uh that about does it for this show uh once again make sure you go to on tap for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on twitter at socks and at on If you enjoy this podcast please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen google play apple spotify stitcher doesn't matter we would just appreciate it so steve that does it for this show let's close it down white socks forever white socks for life Are you
1: a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him. At Josh at Midwest dot com to get your quote today.